I want to let you know that you can take breaks. Gosh, it feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place here, right? That I'm scared to death to do these things and I want to protect myself and I need to do these things because I need to be in the world and I need to be around other people. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. What would it be like if you could finally let your guard down? You could finally take a deep breath and relax. Does that seem impossible? Does it seem like this will be going on forever? The post-separation abuse, the fear, the anxiety, the triggers, all of those things may feel like they're lasting forever and they will last forever. And that is just exhausting. And it may even feel really hopeless that your life will ever be anything different. This may be especially true if you have left your abusive partner and you share children together. And so you have the pleasure of going to family court all the time. And this can be, again, exhausting is not even the right word for this. So if you are worried that your ex is always watching you, and unfortunately for some, that might be true. Or if you are really worried that you need to be the picture-perfect parent because you are going to family court on a you know, quarterly basis or even if you do it a couple times a year, it feels like you have to be perfect in every arena because that one thing is going to be pulled out and transformed into this huger deal in family court. Maybe you dropped your kiddo off late to school several times, or you pulled them out of school for appointments, or you allowed them to have a mental health day, or you didn't get them a vaccine, or you didn't take them to the doctor every time they had a fever. Or guess what? The flip side, you are taking them to the doctor to get things checked out because that's a lot of times what us parents do. And then you're seen as being this overly protective kind of crazy mom that wants something to be wrong with your child. Or like we call it in the Rising Beyond community, you are so worried about documentation and what's in your Trapper Keeper 2000. That is our kind of phrase for all of those binders of documentation you need for court, you need for a PRE report, you need for whatever, you just need to keep documenting. And it feels like a full-time job. And it causes anxiety 
when you feel like you need to be doing more of that, that you can never take this break. But what that's doing is also causing major problems with your mental health, maybe your physical health, your ability to be present with your kids, with your other family members, friends, work. So how is it that you can take a break and you can let your guard down at times in order to stay sane, in order to be able to withstand the length of time you may be dealing with court or you may be dealing with the abuse. So for some of you, that thought of taking a break is extremely anxiety provoking. So if you ever have been followed, tracked, stalked, guess what? Your nervous system is going to tell you most of the time that you're not safe. And if you have been in a court situation where you really thought you had done everything right, and then they did, they took that one something that seems totally normal and small if you're not involved in co-parenting with a narcissistic and abusive ex, and they made it huge. Your nervous system is going to be like on guard all the time, hypervigilant all the time, looking over your shoulder all the time because it hasn't felt safe to you. So you may be really anxious by even that thought of taking a break. For some of you, It just might feel out of reach and you're like praying to the universe that please let me have just a moment of a break, just a day where I don't have to document something. I don't have to worry about my kid's safety, my safety, and if I'm putting everything down in my Trapper Keeper 2000. For some of you, The thought of me saying, hey, take a break, giving you that permission is like, hallelujah, I really need a break. I don't want to do this anymore, right? This documentation and all the strategy I have to do feels so inauthentic to who I am as a person. This isn't the way I work in my world. Like this feels ridiculous. It feels strange that I can't talk to my children how I talk to my children because that question, that one question I asked may be taken out of context and used against me. So you may be thinking, thank goodness, Sybil, please, please, please give me some ideas and ways that I can turn that off for a moment, a day, a week. And so I want to let you know that you can take breaks, even if there is some level of safety concern for you, it is crazy making to be looking over your shoulder all the time, to be watching the cameras around your house 24-7, to be isolating yourself more and not going places because of that worry. It actually creates more avoidance, which will then increase your PTSD symptoms. So, gosh, it feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place here, right? That I am scared to death to do these things, and I want to protect myself, and I need to do these things because I need to be in the world and I need to be around other people. 
So how is it that you can take a break and still be on your game with your documentation and your strategy and some of that vigilance for your safety if you do have a physically abusive partner or ex-partner who has a history of tracking you. So first, I want you to think about where are your safest places? Where do you feel the safest? And then what does that even look like? What does safety feel like to you, look like to you? Who are your safe people? This is maybe one of the most important aspects of being able to take a break. Who are your safe people to be around where you don't feel like you have to defend yourself all the time, that you don't have to talk about the abuse or the recent court hearing or whatever it might be? Like, who are those people that you can just be and they honor your boundaries if you need to set one? So who are those safe people? What do you actually enjoy doing? What things give you peace? For some people, it's going to be doing 15 minutes of meditation. For some people, it's going to be walking outdoors and being outside in nature. For some people, it might be snuggling up at home with a good book, right? So there's so many different options. Maybe you need to be really physically active and go do a kickboxing class or go kayaking. I don't know. But each of these things, we just need to tell our brains for a minute, I'm going to take 10 minutes off and I'm going to think about these things. I don't need to be online all the time. And if even doing that seems anxiety provoking, I am here to tell you that your nervous system is really always online. So if for some reason you went an evening off from checking your Ring doorbell camera, right? So maybe you come home from work and you're anxious, so you're, you always check the Ring doorbell camera for the day. What happens if you did take a break from that and you decided to watch a movie? My guess is that if you did hear then a strange noise, you would have no choice, but your nervous system would hop online, you would be in fight or flight, your nervous system would tell you what to do and you would just do it. That's what that autonomic nervous system is for, is to make sure you stay safe. So if it gives you a little confidence that you can take a moment to grab some tea, have an hour of quiet and not have to be hypervigilant in that moment, your nervous system is going to do its thing. So for some of the women I've worked with, that is really helpful knowing I don't have to consciously always be on because my lizard brain, that its only goal is to keep me alive and well, is going to hop on if I need it. So if you're in that more anxious category, I really want you to give yourself mini breaks. So you will probably have to consciously tell yourself, I am going to take a mini break right now. For the next 15 minutes, I'm going to go grab a coffee. I'm going to sit on my porch and I'm going to chill out. And I'm not going to worry about the things that are going on right now. 
And if, because it will, if it like peaks in your mind, you're just going to say, you know what? My 15 minutes is not over. Thank you. I'll think about you in a minute. And just be really cognizant and not shaming of yourself because you've got to condition yourself a little bit to be able to take these breaks. But I'm talking about 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there, short breaks where you can relax. And in order for you to do this and feel less anxiety when you're doing it, you need to have these experiences. Your lizard brain needs to hear or see like, oh, you know what? Taking that 20-minute break, nothing bad happened. I was safe. I can do this. Because right now, it's just online so much that you really do need to give it those experiences of safety. And tell your lizard brain, you know what? Sometimes it's safe to feel safe. So I want you to also, if you're in that anxious category, give yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes to write down all the things that you're already doing on a consistent basis to keep yourself safe. And if it is helpful, write one or two sentences of plans for what you're doing next, right? If you've already prepared, you can then tell yourself, these are the things I've already done. These are the things I will plan to do right now in this moment. It's safe to be safe. So if you are in the more like, hallelujah, like I want a break and you're not as extremely anxious, I want you to think about what you need to do to maybe stop being your ex-partner's secretary for the day or how can you not feel like you have to immediately respond to that notification from My Family Wizard or Talking Parents or whatever your co-parenting app is, what can you do to allow yourself to take that break, right? So it may be you're going to actually take a full break. You have decided you are no longer going to play secretary and you still need to look collaborative and cooperative to the court system. And so maybe in order to do that, you need to prepare ahead. So maybe you're going to send the email to the ex because you got a notification from the school that parent-teacher conferences are coming up and you need to sign up. And so instead of saying, hey, parent-teacher conferences are coming, they are on this date and that date and you'll need to sign up and blah, blah, blah. That's not your job anymore. If they are an engaged parent, as they always say they are, guess what they should know? So instead of giving them all that information, the email may be something like, hey, I received a notification about parent-teacher conferences. Are you on the school's email list? Done. Then guess what? They get to put themselves on the school's email list if they're not. They may want you to do that, but it's not your job, right? So giving yourself permission. But do you see that we're still being so pleasant and using that brief, informative, friendly, and fun in that interaction? So 
that leads me just to another thought that I hadn't even written down in my little outline here is that thought of when you are doing what you can do, right? You are confident now in how you're emailing. You are confident in the support people that you have in place around you, right? Like your child's therapist or your therapist, or maybe you're a part of a community like the Rising Beyond community, and you know you're doing pretty much what you need to do, you can relax. You can know that I am doing what I need to do in this moment. And if I get some shocker email or some motion from the court that I was not expecting and it shook you or triggered you, guess what? You have those people in place, that community in place for the SOS. So that is one reason why setting up really safe, supportive people around you is one of the most important indicators or most important steps in making your healing process feel more doable. That if you know, like my community members know, they can, they get a crazy email or some notification or whatever it might be, they can hop in our forum and do an SOS, I'm not sure how to respond here, or, oh my gosh, I was just really triggered by this, can you believe it? Or, hey, guess what, Sybil, I need to set up a one-on-one session with you because there's a new motion filed, all lies, all these things are coming up and I don't know what to do. So you will so much be more likely to take that break and let your guard down when you know you have that support in place. So there's a lot of things that might go into putting that support in place, but that is just such an important feature to heal in a quicker way and to give you those times where it's safe to feel safe. So if you need permission because you are a people pleaser and you really need that permission to take a break and to do movie night with your kids, right? Not being on all the time, but making popcorn and just sitting with your kids watching Sonic or whatever movie your kids like to watch. And you can just sit there and take a break. And the more often you're able to do these smaller breaks, the easier they will be and they will turn into longer breaks. So to wrap up, you need to give your nervous system the opportunity to have short bits of safety so that it can go offline and it can take the edge off that hypervigilance and anxiety as you go, kind of slower. You need to be pretty conscious. Anytime one of those little thoughts, you're supposed to be taking your time off and those thoughts keep creeping in. Hey, I've had some safety, right? I can take this break for a minute. In 30 minutes, I you can hop back online. Knowing that if you really need it, your nervous system is going to come through for you. And then making sure you have it set up with support around you so that if anything comes up, you just know where to go if you don't know what to do. And maybe you don't need any advice. Maybe you just need to vent and you need a space to do that. So those are some of the ways that you can 
take a mini break that'll turn into a longer break and take the edge off. And then also when you feel really confident, I wanted to, again, put this in your mind, when you feel really confident that you are doing what you need to do, then you will also be more likely to take a break. So if you are really struggling with this, I'd love to hear from you. So you can go to the Rising Beyond website. So it's www.risingbeyondpc.com and contact me and let me know. Maybe you need some support in what's next. Reach out. I am happy to be of service to you all. So I hope this was helpful. I hope even just listening to this podcast is a, I don't know how long it is, like 15, 20 minute break. And you can take a deep breath and know that you are on the right way, the right path forward to healing. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And I will look forward to sharing and discussing with you in the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you're healing from relationship abuse and are looking for support and sisterhood during this journey, I'd love to invite you to the Rising Beyond community where you will get expert guidance, connection with others going through similar experiences, and a safe place where you'll always feel seen, heard, and believed. To learn more and to join, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com. We'd love to be a part of your healing journey.